catch you off guard there. How are you, Gary? You're right. Yeah, I'm right. So, you didn't catch me off guard. I'm just lazy and uh, terrible at time management. So I'm just, <laughs> I was just eating my breakfast. That's all right. Yeah, because it's nice and early over there, isn't it? Yeah, relatively. 9.30. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thank yeah. you. Done a, done a hard day's work. Just ready to settle down for the evening now. <laughs> yeah. Where do you work? Yeah, so... Where, where, do, you, where do you work? Um, I work for, uh, for an education company. I do sort of teaching, so coaching, teaching... Uh, mainly around things like admin, customer service, IT, IT management, that sort of stuff. And where do you live? I live in Peterborough in the UK. So I don't live far from Gav, actually, Gavin. Oh. So Gavin lives probably about about 50 miles from me. So retrospectively, it's not that far, really. It's about mm. an hour's drive. Um, his shop, Mr. Bulbs Tattoos, is about 60 miles. His shop's a little bit further away. Well, my girlfriend's from London, and uh, London is she from? Well, her mom lives in Surbiton, and her brother lives in um, ah, forget. But um, Surbiton, Surbiton, I've been to. Okay. Many times, yeah, in Kingston, around that area. All right. Nice. When was yeah. the last time you come over to the UK then? Probably like two years ago. Yeah. You were born here, weren't you? You were born in Wales, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Swansea. Swansea boy. I I just wanted to sort of chat about your time on Stargate and how you got into acting and sort of, you know, the difference between doing like the Stargate movies in comparison to doing the, the Stargate episodes, because uh, I imagine it was, it was a lot different in terms of production wise. Yeah. Well, uh, if you want to start out talking about the difference between the TV show and the movies, um, uh, there were, for me, there was, I mean, there was obviously more, production money going into a movie um and i was in i was in all the movies but but uh the only it, it, there wasn't that much of a difference for me because i was only in certain scenes yeah so i wasn't uh i mean in one of the movies i forget which one it was because names escape me now but they uh they went up to the arctic and shot with a sub you know when a, like a submarine an arctic submarine and I didn't do any of that stuff. You, you didn't know. get to do all the fun stuff. You stayed in the you stayed in the studio. I was in the bloody chair, like over and over. Like I was in that chair forever. It was like we're going to the Arctic. You stay in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's cold in the Arctic anyway. I suppose it's cold in Canada as well, isn't it? It's it can get cold, but I mean northern, like up in the uh, up in the northern Canada, it's just it's freezing. I mean, I saw pictures of it. Um, and it looked really cool because the submarine was like the actual submarine was poking out of the water. Like they actually rented it, you know, like there were there was there was one episode where they where they um, they rented some F-15. I think it was F-15 fighter fighter jets. That was for the TV show. That's crazy. And, uh, oh, bloody hell. And of course, all they do is they fly them up from the States. They land here at Vancouver Airport. And then, um, and then the whole crew goes out there and shoots a steam with, you know, around these fighter That's jets. Mad. And then they fly back. <laughs> and they fly back. One funny thing though was that was that because the you know the, because the, the the fighter pilots had flown up, um, they said, "Well, come to the set and uh, and uh, watch 
watch some of the filming, they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. You know, these are like fighter pilots, you know, and, yeah. they, and, they're, and they're like in awe of this like <laughs> fake TV show. <laughs> anyway, I was standing next to one of them and uh, you know, they all have these little name patches, right? Like that yeah. are like kind of Velcroed on, like his, I guess his call is, I don't know what you'd call it, his call name or however, they all have nicknames, right? Yeah, yeah. And this guy was dude, it was just dude. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, dude, what's that all about? And he goes, oh, you know, oh, that's my nickname for well, I'm a pilot nickname. And I go, oh my God, that is like the coolest thing ever. He just tears it off and gives it to me. What? He just tore it off. He's like, it's like, here, they have it. I was like, are you serious? So I got like the dude, <laughs> the dude patch. That's amazing. Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. did you did you manage to take anything from the series? Like, did you manage to sneak any any props or something that maybe you shouldn't have taken, or but you did anyway? No, not really. You mean steal? Is that what you're saying? You no, know. no, long term borrowed. You mean did it fall off the back of an cash? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was uh, the only thing that I came away with that was really quite cool was was um, uh, Barry Peters, who was the head of costumes, gave me um, my, my flight suit. Nice. So I got my original, the flight suit that I wore, and it was like fully decalled, right? Like with, you know, it's got all the star, the SG-1 yeah. decals on it and everything. I mean, that's stuff that if you wanted to buy, you could, of course, you could go online, you could buy it from like Paul Brown at Legends Memorabilia who's got everything Stargate related. Um, it wouldn't be the original though, would it? Would it be replicas or would it be like the original ones? It would be replicas. He would, he would basically, he would buy, um, he would just buy flight suits, you know, or, or he, he, no, I shouldn't say that. No, he'd probably, he buys flight suits from the show. So it would be like stuff from the show, but then he gets his hands on the, on the decals and yeah. puts them on, you know? So yeah, yeah. But that was the one. That was one thing that was um, that was actually given to me that I was able to drive past the guard hut with. <laughs> and you've still got it now, yeah. Still got it now, and I've That's worn amazing. it to I've worn it to so many conventions, and the fans love it because I'm able to uh, I'm able to like do photo ops and that with it. You yeah. Know? So yeah. How did you How did you How did you get the role in in Stargate? Then did you Did it just come up and you auditioned? Yeah. I just auditioned. My agent just said to me, she said, do you know the movie Stargate? You know, the, the theatrical yeah, yeah. movies? <clears throat> I was like, yeah. And I, I think I'd seen it, you know, as everybody had, but it wasn't, sci-fi really wasn't my bag. I, the only the only sci-fi show that I just absolutely, sci-fi movie that I'm just nuts about is Alien, just because of, I don't know, it's yeah. just a fantastic movie, great ensemble acting, that kind of thing. So, but, but I'm usually not drawn to sci-fi per se. Anyway, so of course this was just a job. So she goes, uh, she goes, go and audition. Uh, don't mess up in the audition because it could be a recurring role, could possibly be. And I was like, okay. But in Canada, if, you, if you're on two episodes of something, you can actually say that you've recurred. It's weird. Oh, right. it's like, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a recurring character. In other words, if it, if it's two episodes, they've brought your character back. <clears throat> excuse me for some reason. Then then you can theoretically say I recurred. That's amazing. And to be fair, you recurred 112 times. Yeah, ten years. The, the, the sixth highest member, you know, actor on the set for the show, apart from obviously, you know, uh, RDA, Amanda yeah. Tapping, Don Davis. Uh, Michael Shanks, 
Yeah, you were like sixth most most I used. I know. I know. Person. It was like, and and of course, at the time, you know, when you're in it, you don't think, oh, I'm gonna be that. You just, and in fact, I wasn't even contracted. Like a lot of people who get on shows, who recur on shows, uh, the production will say, okay, we're gonna. You know, we don't know what episodes you're going to be in, but we're going to we're going to guarantee you out of the season. You're going to we're going to guarantee you six episodes yeah. so so that you know that you've got six episodes worth of work. But but uh, for me, there was none of that. I was literally episode to episode and my agent would call me up and say, they've written you into the next episode. Are you available? Like it was like that all the time. Are you available? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, and I just made myself available. So I treated it like it was a contracted job. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I thought, oh my God, this is like turning into something, you know? So. And how did you, how did you find it on set? Because, you know, you've got the likes of Richard Dean Anderson, who everybody would know as the original MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, what was it like just on, on the set and then staring out sort of out of that glass window into the warehouse? I would imagine with the Stargate, because it, was it always there or was it sometimes Yeah, it was always there. No, not the Stargate. Yeah. The only thing that was CGI'd was the puddle. The Stargate itself, this gigantic Stargate, was actually a, um, was a, was a, was a giant working model. That the, you, know, you, saw, you saw the proportions when people walked up the ramp. So that thing could actually turn. They could turn it. It was like grinding metal. And uh, to be honest, it's like, it's like I know that fans of the show or you know would be in awe of and I and I kind of was the first day I went there like because yeah. Mario has a party the director who shot the first double episode you know the first two-parters yeah children of gods yeah yeah he took everybody into this into the the gate room and said check this out and everybody goes oh my god wow okay that's pretty impressive yeah. and then after that it was like literally it's it, it's just it, there it, it, it was just there and it was just like literally show it, it almost like be, being there being on the show for that long almost helped my character in the sense of i could imagine walter showing up for the first day of work you know with like some you know insane level clearance and then going and seeing the stargate and then and then after that it's just your job yeah. So people asked me, people would ask me, how did you develop your character? Well, I just, I didn't really, I, you know, it's so hard to answer that. All I know is that I just treated the Stargate like it was, like I was a mechanic working on, yeah. on an old car. I was like, oh, that thing's busted. You know, Siler, go fix that thing on the, on the, the you know, whatever. You know, it just yeah. became a piece of equipment that was a means to an end. Okay. That was a means to an end. And, um, and uh, you know, that, and, I, and I think that actually helped. That actually helped the fact that we, that it, that it just became so commonplace. Like I wasn't sitting there, you know, every scene going, oh my God. It's like, forget that. You know, it's like you're here to do a job and you've got to fix it and you've got to open the gate, close the gate. <laughs> the joke was like, that's all I did, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so... I mean, over the year, over the course of the years, they got me to do, they got me to do more stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, essentially, it was like you know, open the iris, close the iris, that kind of thing. Yeah, and and you must have said Chevron quite a few times as well. Yeah, in my audition, I didn't even know what a Chevron was. I had no idea what I was saying. It was just complete garbage. It was, <laughs> I had no idea. 
And the only the only thing that they had me saying was like Chevron one encoded, Chevron two encoded, and there was all this stuff going on. They were cutting away to like a firefight and this and that. And I just remembered something about Daniel Jackson being pinned down, or I just, I don't even know. All I was just looking for was my lines, and then they would the, in the audition they would read the off the like the reader would read the other lines, and then yeah. I would just say. Chevron one encoded, Chevron two encoded. And I didn't know what the hell to do with it. I didn't even know what I was saying. No idea what I was saying. I was like, what's it? And because I didn't really ask, like, yeah, you know, when you go into auditions, do you have any questions? You know, usually it's like, well, what's a Chevron? I didn't ask. I just no. thought, I'll just say it. I knew that it was some kind of computer related thing that was being yeah. encoded. So I was like, okay. And I, and I made a complete meal out of it. Uh, comedy wise it was like chevron 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 five encoded you know like it was like that and it was so was not the way it was played like supposed to be played but i did that and so with the by the end by chevron seven locked i was like uh jerry lewis i was like chevron seven locked <laughs> And I look over and Brad Wright, his head's on the table. He's just pounding the table laughing. He's killing himself laughing. And so are the other, so are the other uh, Michael Greenberg and, and those guys. They were all just, just losing it. And I thought, oh, that's good. That's a good sign. Not, just not realizing that yeah. they, they, they were laughing because they kind of couldn't believe what they were seeing. Yeah. I don't think anybody else there went with anything like that. I didn't know what to bring because I was like, I don't really know the tone of the show. All I'd been told was that this, that this um, character that I was playing in the, in the, in the original movie, it worked for the air force, but like, wears a, like a Hawaiian shirt and he's <laughs> kind of, you know, this, this, uh, you know, he's really full of himself about, um, about computers. So I thought, okay, well I'll have an attitude, you know, and I'll make it funny. And that's what I did. And, I ended up getting the part, but obviously, but um, it was so, they, they only brought me back because they were like, well, he's kind of like the only guy who did anything with it, you know, because everybody else I think was just like Chevron 1 encoded, Chevron 2, okay, yeah. which is what they made me do in the callback, because in the callback, Jonathan Glasner was there, and he was like all business, you know. Mario as a party and the, the the director in the free in the first edition was like, Hey chief, how are you doing? Hey, it's great to have you. He was like the guy from Malta, big guy with a beard, just huge, big larger than life guy. And what what helped me too was the fact that he had directed a an episode of Outer Limits that I was in. Yeah. So and I was like a like a, a police ballistics expert, and I just walk into the scene and I just rat a tat this this dialogue off about these uh, bullet stats, and then I leave, and uh, and I and so he you know and I usually try to do it like you know as few takes as possible to get yeah. it done because it's just like a expositional character in that it was in um, in Outer Limits, you know, and it turned out to be more of an expositional character in um, Stargate 2. But I think as soon as he saw me, because I didn't, I didn't realize that was him. Like as soon as I saw it, you know, we, I opened the door, he goes, oh my God, it's you. Oh, whoa, you're going to be perfect. And you'll hear a director say that. Yeah. You're like, okay, I mean, like Flint, right? But 
but afterwards I was like really doubting whether or not I'd done the right thing. And then I got a call back and of course I do what everybody who gets a call back does. You show up and you just say to the casting assistant, who else is here for this role? Like, who am I up against? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he was like, mm, it's just you. I was like, what? Really? So, so I went in and tried to do the same thing. And like I said, Jonathan Glasner would catch, just kept shutting me down. He's like, just say the lines, just say the lines. Don't do anything. Don't say, you know, like, don't breathe. Don't sigh. Nothing. And I was like, okay. And I just did it. And it was so boring and yeah. so incredibly dry. And then, um, and then I got the part. No, that see, that must have been weird from going sort of Jerry Lewis style to, to being so bland, so just like you said, boring. That must have been really boring for you to do it that well, way. In retrospect, now looking back over the show, I mean, Richard, it, you know, it was a blend of action adventure and um, <clears throat> there was some comedy in it, and most of the comedy went to Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. So, you know. You know, it, this is the world it, like you you don't you're not you can't be funnier than the star no exactly so so they wrote him great lines he's got a great sense of humor he's got a great delivery um but the comedy mostly belonged to him you know um so that's why a character like me would be just like totally dry just say the lines just get it over with and and that's it, you know. Uh, have, have you got a favorite episode? <clears throat> I, I've, I've thought about that a lot. And usually the, the, the one I think is the funnest that stands out in my mind was um, Heroes Part 1 and 2. Because that's when Saul Rubinett comes in and interviews yes. the entire um, cast, you know, or the leads and, and sort of people in the SGC um, about, uh, you know, putting together like a government video for posterity kind of thing yeah. <clears throat> and uh and so they wrote robert cooper wrote me these great lines like where i just say well you know i open the iris close the iris and saul's like and what else and i'm like mm, that's pretty much my job that's pretty much it that's all you get and he's like oh and then i say oh you know i say chevron one encoded up the chevron six encoded then i then just to mix it up a little i say chevron rocked and if you ever watch that if you ever watch that uh that scene there's a woman another tacky over my shoulder over my uh, right shoulder when i say that line about uh, i like to mix it up a bit she looks over and, <laughs> and she kind of rolls her eyes and she's a tacky but it is hilarious because it's like oh my god walter's all full of himself and uh and she just thinks oh what a what an idiot you was know? that completely like off the cuff and her eye roll I, was that I don't know. I think I think she kind of did it in the moment. I don't think they would direct her to to have that at, you know like have an attitude because they were just focused on me, right? But yeah. she looked over and and she was a really really funny woman that uh, that, that that was always one of the background techies. She didn't have any lines, but she always was there, and she was hilarious to work with. We had a great time together. Anyway, so that sort of translated that translated in that little moment. She's like, oh my god, what a bone. Had. <laughs> seven just to you know just to mix it up a bit that's hilarious uh do you know what? i'm gonna have to go back and have a look at that and try and find try and see if i can find it and pause it and get a screenshot and i'll stick it in i'll stick it in whatsapp and send yeah. it to you. yeah see if you can find it it's it's pretty funny but but i mean that whole interview is is great because i play it like i'm really nervous yeah. you know 
And so imagine I had like two sets of cameras on me. I had Saul Rubinick sitting there with his videographer and he was filming me. Then yeah, she had the actual camera there. Yeah. And it was being directed by a guy named Andy Makita. And Andy was like biting his hand. He was like doubled over laughing. He was kind of biting his hand. So when you see that out of the corner of your eye, you know, you know, you're sort of, you know, you're delivering the goods kind of thing. Yeah. You're, getting, you're giving them exactly what they want. Yeah. 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 Because <clears throat> because the other the other leads they just spoke you know like they just talked but walter was like oh my god you're interviewing me like let me just get all puffed up about this you yeah know? and then but then realizing oh shit there's really not a lot to my job <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that sort of the penny drops actually yeah. yeah i just kind of open and close the iris yeah yeah i mean i said that to him like well i do this and i do this and he's like and then when he goes and what else he goes and yeah uh, uh-huh and and i go well the, i mean that's pretty much all i do <laughs> and in that moment i'm like oh my god walter's you know kind of limited but i bet uh, but i bet i bet walter got paid a lot of money for it yeah did okay <laughs> i bet he did okay about it yeah oh yeah. 112 episodes yeah that's pretty good yeah that's considering it went for it went for 10 seasons in the end didn't it because it yeah it, it sort of finished ish at the end of season season sort of seven and then it went to the ori didn't it sort of once the gold were, were defeated it then sort of switched to the ori and yeah. sort of went on for another three seasons after that and then it spawned atlantis and uh, and universe yeah. Yeah. Which didn't sort of take off, unfortunately, which was a shame because that was actually quite good. Yeah, and I've um, uh, and I was and I like the other thing about uh, being the you know so there's in being in that number of uh, Stargate episodes, SG One episodes, but then I was also in crossover Atlantis yeah. episodes, and I was in the first two episodes of Stargate Universe. So I'm like one of the few actors in that entire franchise even though i was like a secondary character not contracted i was in all three franchises yeah. i was in every one of the movies the only thing that i wasn't in literally was you know like the rest of them was like the original movie, the original movie yeah. everything else and and i was in the first two season the first uh you know uh, first two-parter in season one and i was in the final episode of season 10 yeah saying the same stuff <laughs> yeah. the crew used to just roll their eyes and laugh you know because it was like because i had to make it kind of fresh and sort yeah. of like uh, really serious about this you know <laughs> but they but i mean i've had fans come up to me over the years and go oh we we kind of sad that you hardly had anything to say <laughs> or you or were you really sad that you didn't do much on the show and i was like what <laughs> you saying <laughs> you had the most coupled important with, job coupled with people who say that who, who go well if he's not if he's not opening and closing the the, the iris and it's not worth watching you know it's like oh really yeah and they're you know so definitely became a fan favorite character which was pretty great and so it's it's translated in a lot of conventions you know people come yeah. up to me and they talk and they talk about how especially a lot of um a lot of people from the military who, yeah. who, you know, Air Force, Air Force people go, oh, my God, you know, you did us proud. You know, you were, like I was a non-commissioned officer. I was as high as you could go because they kept randomly <laughs> promoting me. 
um, for no reason. And, and when I asked, they wouldn't tell me. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm promoted. Um, you know, maybe for typing, you know, filing under duress or something like that. My um, but the, but they uh, they were all very much like, oh, the non-coms do all the work and the officers are just idiots. You know, they don't know anything. You know, that's just generally the, the attitude that the officers yeah. don't know anything. <clears throat> but the people like me basically run the, run the, the military, you know, the non-coms. Yeah. And I've had guys come up to me who were um, uh, like uh, chief master sergeants who were retired. And I was like, oh, wow. And I'm just sort of like, it's so bizarre to be playing that character and then looking at a real one. Yeah. All I would want to know is like what my dental plan was and like how many, how many holidays I got, like how many weeks of holidays I got. Like those kinds of things, you know, did I get a parking spot, you know? So those, those are the things that I was curious about you know, for, from the real thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you so much. I hope that was like, that's enough for what you need. Oh, and Mike, you need... that was perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Thank you so much. The other thing is, Big Geek Life, um, do you know uh, Dean Haglund who played on, did you ever watch The X-Files? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the lone gunman on the X Files? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know the guy with the glasses? Yeah. And the long blonde hair? He's like he was a he was a best man at my wedding. I've known him for like thirty five years, Dean Haglund. Nice. And he would be awesome to be on this show. Mate, if it by all means pass my details over. I would love to have a chat with him, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's really, really funny. We've known each other forever. We're trying to put a, we're trying to put our own kind of podcasty show together around science and tech and that kind of thing. And we've got like a comedic history. Um, in fact, what would be good too uh, down the road is if you ever want to get the two of us on a podcast together, that would be hilarious. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Super funny. I'll get Dean to to contact you, or I'll uh, I'll basically introduce the two of you over email. Yeah, that would be amazing, Gary. You know, be, you, like, like fans, your big geek fans will know Dean. And he's yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really funny. He's great. And he's super smart and interesting. Great, like really entertaining. So I'll put the two of you together, okay? That's amazing. Thank you so much, Gary. I really okay. appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you so Brilliant. much, Gary. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Lovely talking to you, Richard. You and too, say Gary. hi to Gav for me, okay? Yeah, of course I will, man. Of course I will. Cheers, mate. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.